Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Star Network is All momentum we have now, we have to keep this going. The video looks phenomenal. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be skate. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig?
Today is Thursday, August 11, 2022, coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, streaming live on the Black Star Network. A black Missouri family says a birthday party cancellation at a water park was racially motivated. We'll talk with that family and their attorney. That video has gone viral. Speaking of viral, have you all seen the video of the white woman who called the police on a black man standing outside his Seattle area home? If not, we'll show it to you and talk to that brother about what happened and what has taken place since. The Department of Justice will, has already asked a court to unseal the warrant the FBI received before searching the Florida state of Donald Trump. Republicans have been whining and complaining about, oh my God, uh, this was so wrong. Well, guess what? Attorney General Mary Garland came out in a four minute statement um, speaking about the extraordinary public interest in this case. We'll tell you about a subpoena that was issued a month earlier. A Pennsylvania cop tied to the Blood Street Gang pleads guilty to drug and gun charges. And a Florida teacher resigns after the photos of black heroes he paid for are taken off of his bulletin board. Really? It's time to bring the funk on Roland Martin Unfiltered of the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop of you do if you pay thousands of dollars for your child's birthday party and when you showed up the public facility says the party you paid for is canceled because they don't feel comfortable that's what happened to a black missouri family this video here has gone viral
This is probably who we need to. Are you Grace? Yep, I am. We can talk right here. We can talk wherever you want to talk. So you're telling me that you canceled our parties because of what? Because of the outreach that it got on social media, it's not something that LSPR is comfortable hosting. What do you mean you don't, you're not comfortable with? It's what, a private what, It's a private event. I understand that, and we reserve the right to cancel the any of the parties. So where does it say that you reserve the right to cancel in any of this? Because we are a public entity, we can cancel any party that we want where to. Where does it say that? It so you're, you're going to cancel it right before all these kids coming up here is what you're saying. You're canceling. These kids come to swim. I mean, like, what is the problem? We have security coming. We put a whole lot of money into this. You talking? About, you're gonna get no, no, no. We have money back. outside of what you, what we pay for you. We pay for security to come up here. We got L the police. He's here for me. No, 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 no. We have other police officers coming. No, 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 not him. Hold on, hold on. Not him. Our security, our security team is an organization. They contact me, some of the police, and let them know that the event is happening. I've been here all day. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they contact me. I mean, it's it's. We had a hey, you locked your doors, right? Cancel on the kids' birthday party, private party, because of you're not comfortable. Because you're not comfortable with what? What are you uncomfortable with? What are you uncomfortable with? The outreach. You see, it's racist. What outreach? It's even racist. What makes you uncomfortable? What makes us uncomfortable about all of us? The number of people that this event has reached. The contract. The contract. The capacity to you, right? Joining me now are Chris Evans and his attorney, Ivan L. Nugent, uh, both from Kansas City, Missouri. Glad to have you here. So, Chris, I'm, I, I'm just try, I'm trying to understand something here. Okay, so y'all booked this facility for a birthday party, 250 people. Um, I read online that you can, you can book for parties up to 1,400 people. So the number of people apparently wasn't the issue. What was? So first, uh, Brother Martin, thanks for having us on the show. Uh, the issue, I, like you said, the numbers could not have been an issue. I made the mistake. If I, if we would have paid two hundred more dollars, we could have had that full fourteen hundred dollar or fourteen hundred people people there. Uh, the park regularly sells out daily with six hundred people. Um, so I have no idea, other than you know the color of our skin, why five hundred would even be intimidating if you do six hundred every day. All right, so so y'all arrive at first of all, when did this happen? This happened Saturday, August sixth. Okay. So y'all arrive there and she comes out and says, sorry, we're uncomfortable. What what the hell were they uncomfortable with? That is the million dollar question. That is the absolute million dollar question. What are you uncomfortable with? 
I when, when, at the time the party was canceled, zero people had arrived at the party. Ivan, this is not a private facility. My understanding, this is a public facility? Yes, you're right. It's a public facility uh, operated by the City of Lee Summit and the City of Lee Summit's Parks and Rec uh, Department. So it's a place of public accommodation. Okay, so you have her saying we're uncomfortable. Has anybody conveyed to y'all in the last five, six days what that even means? No, it's just her, 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 her own uncomfort. Uh, she said she had 15 phone calls from parents asking, you know, what are the details of the party, um, and that made her uncomfortable. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm, okay, she had 15 phone calls. Were they phone calls from people who were invited, who were simply getting information? So, so the city of Lee Summit. One of the things I explained to them is the city of Lee Summit has had racial tension in the past. And just explaining that cultural norm of uh, black parents, black mothers are not dropping their kids off, especially teenagers, just to go have a fun, fun time, and they don't know more details about the situation. So these were calls of people, I'm assuming, just calling to get, get the details and make sure it's a structured environment, for a structured, safe environment for their kid. Um, Ivan, have you heard from city officials, uh, anybody explaining what happened? I'll tell you, we've heard from uh, represent representatives from the city. Uh, however, we haven't really gotten into the, the meat, if you will, of the discussion. Um, but but we've, we've been contacted. Okay, they did release a full statement. Folks, go ahead and pull that up so I can um, uh, take a look at that. Um, one, um, this is what they said. Uh, come on, pull it up. Lee's Summit Parks and Recreation has completed an internal review of the cancellation of a private event scheduled for August 6th. The review identified missed processes and miscommunication that led to the cancellation. A sincere apology is owed to the Evans family and our Lee's Summit community. LSPR strives to be a respectful and inclusive organization where all members of our community feel welcome and appreciated. Inappropriate language, social media posts, and behavior are not acceptable and will not be tolerated. Joe Snook, administrator. Now, let me go back to, go back to the first page, folks. Um, Chris and Ivan, they say the review identified missed processes and miscommunication. The video that we showed, she communicated with y'all. So what do you, have they, has Joe Snook or anyone explained to y'all what missed processes and miscommunication means? That information hasn't been conveyed to us yet. Um, you know, we're left to speculate what that means just like you are. But my guess is, you know, that's what they're uh, preparing or trying to figure out. And I'm sure as, as conversations continue, uh, we'll learn more about that. But as we sit here today, right now, no, we don't know what any of that means. Um, again, their statement, of, according to their investigation, said that uh, the form indicated 250 people. Uh, according to the rental forms, the event would not be publicized via social media and fees would not be charged to attend the event. Did y'all publicize this on social media 
and were you charging anyone? We did not charge anyone. The way the contract reads, it says you absolutely cannot charge anyone. We did not charge anyone. And then it asked, yes or no, are you advertising and promoting on social media? Um, so, which is a point of contention because we're talking about teenagers and what, what isn't social media? I don't think we could possibly send wedding invitations for a 17-year-old birthday party. How else do you invite people? Emails are social media, text messages, chat groups, all of that is social media. The way we communicate is social if you're inviting large numbers of people. Um, they say here that it has been our experience that social media marketing and or ticket sales have the potential to increase event attendance beyond the number initially stated and can result in insufficient staffing and security. The no answers provided on the forum by the booking party did not create concerns. Yeah, like... Okay, no concerns were created. So what right. the hell? Yeah, I mean, it's been a bunch of back and forth, uh, as you can tell, I mean, simply from their own communications. Um, the, the reasoning behind it makes zero sense. And more than that, as Mr. Evans alluded to earlier, the event was canceled and no one was present. No one from the party was even there yet. It was canceled uh, approximately 5.30, if you will. Uh, there, there were no guests of this 17-year-old uh, birthday party on site. So, so, so it's not like, it's not like um, there were 400 people there and it was packed unruly and they were like, yo, sorry, no, we're shutting this down. No one was there. Like, like you, you just, you just saw the video of when we arrived, and their statements and things you'll read. It'll say it was five. There were five hundred people there, which is virtually impossible. There's video to prove it. But in the video that we just watched, there was maybe twenty kids, and she was very, you know, she was adamantly stating that it's too many people. You watch the video. There's a quick pan of the 20, 20 teenagers behind us, and it's. It never reached the capacity of a 500. Mind you, the park is sold out on that day, so there's 600 people standing behind her inside. So there's no way that they counted us with 500 people. If, you, if someone was out there counting, the number should have been in the thousand, a thousand, at least a thousand. If we had 500 and they had 600, impossible. Just they, throwing out numbers, making things up. They claim that 15 parents called, they tried to call y'all and they made two phone calls and no one could be reached. Yeah, they called our work number on a Saturday at about 5.13 p.m. and we have a 7.30 party, so I obviously was not at work. Um, and apparently uh, they say here that uh, uh, y'all said y'all paid for security. Yes. Th then they say in, in their statement that, um, that their staff did not... Y'all pay for security, but they booked the security, and apparently their staff didn't book security. Their staff, we, we had no conversations about their staff booking security. Us taking our own precaution and wanting everyone to be safe, we, we hired an outside security firm because that's what you do when you have uh, numbers of that magnitude and you want to make sure everybody's safe. I want to make sure my kids are safe. You have security at schools. You have security at airports. You have security at malls. What place doesn't have security? So they so we said, took it upon ourselves to book our own security, yes. They said their statement, staff and police stayed on site until the crowd dispersed at approximately 8 p.m., and Lee Summit police estimated 
500 people uh, between 7 p.m. and 7.30. It's not true. And, and more than that, only 250 could get in. Mr. Evans and his party didn't control the door. So it's as simple as someone standing at and, the entrance. And, and, and were those 250 people, their names were already on a list, so they walked up and said, here's my name, and they were let in? Or was it the first 250 people show up? We did not have a list. So how, uh, so how would you, so, how, so if, it, if it was a max 250, uh, how would you know you, you, you hit your limit? I mean, it's like anywhere else you go. If you're 251, you don't get in. Uh, you have a clicker. I mean, that's that's part of that $2,000 that you pay for for a facility. If you have a limit, um, I mean, again, $200 more, we could have had up to 1,400 people. As a business, I mean, either they would keep track or we would keep track. I mean, it's a, it's a pool party, so I'm sure there's a lifeguard to swimmer ratio that they must maintain to maintain a code. You know, you go to a party and it says you're breaking the fire code. I'm sure they have those things in place, or at least they should. And this isn't the first private party that they've rented to. Uh, at the end of the day, these folks know how to uh, handle a private party. They chose simply not to on August 6th. Uh, then there were uh, some additional social media posts. Uh, folks, if y'all have that, apparently some of the lifeguards uh, used a very profane language uh, with regards to uh, uh, this, e this event being canceled. Um, I, I saw that uh, there was some Snapchat uh, videos that were released, and in their statement, uh, they stated that uh, on um, let's see here, they said on Sunday, LSPR was made aware of a disturbing social media post made by a part-time Summit Waves lifeguard, uh, and then uh, that apparently the administrator called y'all to apologize. For the inappropriate and insensitive language used by staff, including the social media posts, and advise that appropriate actions will be taken with the staff. Did that happen? So, so do, do you have a copy of the the picture that was posted? Uh, I'm going to pull up uh, in just a second. Okay. I mean, the 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 picture was disgusting. The words were disgusting. Um, to the extent that we wouldn't want our kids to go there today when you have that type of culture. The, the young lady said she didn't give a single F uh, that they were in trouble for, for the situation the night before. And she's in uniform, lifeguard, uh, at the pool, um, saying that she doesn't give a single F. Like, you have to ask yourself, would a lifeguard save my kid if they were drowning? For those 15 parents that called, do you have people in place that would save my kid's life if they're drowning in a pool? Um, let's see here. I'm looking uh, for that very, let's see, photos here. Um, and like I say, we saw, um, here we go. I think I have the photo here. Let me go ahead and uh, put this up on our screen here. Um, control room, you should, you should now have it. Um, this is the image here. Um, this is her photo. Uh, this is what she looks like. And it says, good morning from Summit Waves. Apparently we are canceled and being dragged, but we don't give a single fuck. That's what. That, that's, that's, that's what my kids woke up to on Sunday morning after their birthday party had been canceled. 
Ivan, what's next? You know, we are uh, obviously still waiting to have conversations, but in the meantime, my team is preparing uh, and, and going through all of our options legally. Uh, we've been counseling uh, Mr. Evans and his family on that. Uh, we are prepared, but at the same time, we, we would enjoy a conversation. We are ready. So this took place on Saturday, and so far, y'all have not had a meeting at all with uh, the city uh, or with um, this water park? Mr. Evans has had a phone conversation with uh, Mr. Snook. That happened, I believe, on Monday, uh, in particular, working through refunds. Uh, but in terms of, you know, representatives being in the room and, and sitting down and, and trying to get some understanding and hash things out, that meaningful conversation has not happened. And uh, I take it, uh, according to their statement, you've already been refunded all of your money. Yes, I have been refunded. I was not refunded that day. I was refunded the following Tuesday. So didn't get to party on Saturday, got my money on Tuesday. And you're planning to um, throw another party somewhere else? <laughs> we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. All right, gentlemen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Uh, here on Roland Martin Unfiltered to keep us abreast uh, of what happens next. You know, if we could just make one final comment, it would be, you know, th there are threats of violence being exchanged. Uh, Mr. Evans and his family have received those threats. We understand that the Summit Waves employees has as well. We've put out a statement. Uh, we don't condone any violence on, uh, towards anyone. We'd ask that anyone that is engaged in that, please stop. Uh, that's not the, the, the goal here. We are moving towards unity and, and peace. All right. Uh, gentlemen, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, thank you. Uh, I'm going to bring up our panel right now. Joining us right now is Erica Savage. Uh, of course, uh, she uh, joins us. Uh, Erica is with the Refrain Brain, Reese Colbert, founder of Black Women Views, and Dr. Greg Carr, Department of Afro-American Studies at Howard University. Uh, so here we had Sesame, Sesame Place, we had Lego. Uh, I mean, it's like on and on and on. I mean, the, the, the reality, Reese, of being black in America, and when you hear, oh, we're uncomfortable. Mm. Really? You're uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable with all of these extra arrangements I made, pay my money, but you see a bunch of black faces and now you want to cut the fuck up. This is just another situation of Karen's being Karen, and now they're trying to backtrack and have a pretext and say, well, we had these calls and this, that, and the other. Who gives a damn? If you're open on any kind of day, you're going to get calls asking variety of questions. 15 calls, as they claim, is not a massive amount of calls. And as far as there being a flyer, I mean, you know, I can go on uh, Convo right now and create a flyer and call it whatever the hell. You know, black people, we like to put little extras on it. We like to have a little snazzy, jazzy, little sauce on our invitation. So that does not make it something that is advertising. Um, so I just think they're full of shit and I'm just really sick of black people, you know, trying to do the right thing that could have just easily said, Hey, everybody meet me down at the water park, you know, pay your own, pay your own way and we gonna all turn up. But they actually made the extra arrangements and it still wasn't good enough. So these people wouldn't be seeing the dime from me. And as far as that lifeguard, her ass needs to be fired or him who I, don't, I couldn't tell what, what person it was. But that motherfucker needs to be fired ASAP because next thing you know, somebody's child is dead or has brain damage or whatever the fuck because she doesn't like black people and ain't nobody got time for that. 
Uh, just, 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 just watching this uh, and, and you, you're seeing the ridiculous answer, Greg, is just laughable. It is. Um, and I agree with Reese. I mean, tonight's word, maybe the word in our lives, will seem probably be impunity. These white people acting with impunity. Mm. Um, of course, here we are, the 11th of uh, August, 2022. This is, can you believe it's been five years? This is the fifth anniversary of, uh, of Charlottesville. Unite mm. the right. Jews will not replace us. You will not replace us. You're getting replaced, baby. That, that fear of critical mass writ large is the white replacement theory in an individual's body. I, I embrace that woman. I embrace her fully. Why? Because mm. I want her to say it with her bird chest. And while her brother was standing there, <laughs> she said to him the words that we should really focus on. He's here for me. Mm. Understand, this is the place that we were drugged here in chains and nothing has changed. Lee's summit. The, 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 the reason it's named Lee's Summit, 1868, they changed the name of that little squalor town to Lee's Summit. Now, some people say it's for Dr. Pleasant Lee, who was a, a rich guy who lived in the neighborhood, but there's an equally strong claim that it was named for Robert E. Lee. That's a known racist town. You heard the brother at the beginning, Mr. Evans, say allude to that. So when finally you asked what's going to do next, and, and, and Brother Ivan said, you know, we're calling for peace and unity, bruh, wake up! Mm. There is no unity. These people mm. have been turned loose in a country where, from the federal government to private industry to everybody screaming about diversity, equity, and inclusion, they have told you it's okay to show your entire ass. Mm. It's, it's time for civility is over. Because guess what? When, if, and when you sue them, it's a public facility. You, how ironic is it that you're going to have to pay out your own pocket yourself for being discriminated against? Mm. You got to break their backs differently at this point. The word today is impunity. They are acting with impunity because we haven't stopped them yet. Mm. You know, I, I, you know, I, you know th this is the thing, uh, Erica, where black folk, we, we, we talk about what life was like for us during Jim Crow era where we were barred from attending, going to water parks, swimming pools, restaurants, whatever, and mm -hmm. we created black spaces. Um, there, were, there were black beaches. There were, um, there were black um, uh, areas where uh, black people vacationed. They were safe havens for us. And, mm -hmm. and this is just a perfect example of you can have, you, your money can be green, you can meet all the requirements, but they will still decide, mm -mm, we don't want your black ass there. Yep. Absolutely. And I think Karen really summed up our entire condition here, which is uncomfortable. We mm. are uncomfortable. We have been and still remain uncomfortable. And I'm glad you brought forward Jim Crow and that Dr. Carl walked us through that history lesson. Because when you think about Jim Crow, I know we're going to talk about something that happened in Seattle, Washington. One of the last things the brother talked about was that leaving the Southwest to escape some of the racial um, aggressions he faced. Well, you know, Jim Crow had a wife, Jane, and they had children and grandchildren. And they traveled these United States and they actually 
travel globally as well. There is a white nationalist global campaign that is very active, that is very aggressive to this day. And so uh, bringing it back to all of the spaces that we have had to create with the end of the summer coming, I hope that girl is not only fired, but not allowed to return because I grew up in the pool. My son was a lifeguard. That was his first job. And one of the mm. things that lifeguards have to be attentive to is they have to be so attentive to all of the activity that's happening in the pool, um, even amongst the heat, making sure that everybody, whether they're sitting in the pool, playing in the pool, even people who are watching other people, they have to be on guard for all the activity that's happening. For someone who's taken lessons um, from the Karen that was uh, talked about being uncomfortable, they will dance to our music all day long. They're not our friends, everybody. You see that this is happening at a young age. That's a girl. She's probably going to school, high school, um, middle school or high school. So I just want people to really, really um, understand that these are people who are charged, even at this level, with life. And that's including Black life, um, to make sure that um, we are always on guard and to make sure that we are actually expending our monies to places that actually respect us. Mm. Absolutely uh, crazy. Folks, speaking of crazy, wait till you hear from our next guest. I mean, it, 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 it was a brother just moving to a crib and all of a sudden a white woman said, uh, show me your papers. Oh. As if we're in racist South Africa apartheid. We'll discuss that next right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Folks, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, hit that like button, that share button. Uh, a bunch of y'all are watching right now. Come on, we should easily be at 1,000 likes by now. Uh, so let's get that done. Also, I want you to support us in what we do. Download the Black Star Network app. If you're on YouTube right now, you can still download that app. Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. Uh, and of course, uh, we want you to support us. Uh, our goal, we need 2,000 of our fans this month uh, joining our Brenda Funk fan club. 50 bucks each gets us to $100,000. If you want, if you can't give that, give less. We understand. That's not a problem. We appreciate every dollar. If you can give more, that'd be wonderful as well. Uh, so, folks, again, uh, we're behind with our giving. Again, your resources allow us to be able to not only do this show, but remember, this isn't just uh, this one show on the Black Star Network. You got this two-hour day show, Faraji Muhammad's two-hour day show. You got weekly shows from Deborah Owens dealing with finance. You've got uh, Jackie Hood Martin dealing with wellness and balanced living. You've got Stephanie Humphrey dealing with technology and dealing with entrepreneurship. Uh, you've got Greg Carr dealing with uh, the issue of culture and history. You've got Rolling with Roland. Uh, of course, our Michael Ely interview, uh, we just dropped, you know, that's dropping as well. Folks, you're getting all of that for free. We don't charge a subscription. We do ask you to support us in what we do. It's a whole bunch of stuff we pay for. Y'all paying for Netflix and Hulu and all bunch, a bunch of other stuff, but trust me, nobody is giving you the kind of content that we're giving you every single day. Nobody. Yes, Black News Channel shut down. Byron Allen bought them, but I can guarantee you we have more daily content, uh, Black News content, than anybody else in America, period. Not even a conversation. Check our money orders. Go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. We'll be right back.
when we invest in ourselves, our glow, our vision, our vibe, we all shine. Together, we are Black Beyond Measure. On the next Get Wealthy with me, Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, you see the headlines. All frightening, right? Interest rates are going up. The recession is on the way. The stock market is up and down. But you know what they say, scared money, don't make money. That's why I'm excited on our next Get Wealthy to have a conversation with someone who has written a new book, Fearless Finances, and she's going to share exactly what you need to do to secure your bag, regardless of the ups and downs of the economy or the stock market. Oftentimes you can start with as little as $5. That's right here, only on Get Wealthy on Black Star Network. When we invest in ourselves, we all shine. Together, we are Black Beyond Measure. Next on The Black Table with me, Greg Carr, Succession. We're hearing that word pop up a lot these days as our country continues to fracture and divide. But did you know that that idea, essentially a breaking up of the USA, has been part of the public debate since long before and long after the Civil War, right up to today? On our next show, you'll meet Richard Crichton, the author of this book, who says breaking up this great experiment called America might not be such a bad thing. That's on the next Black Table right here on the Black Star Network. Hi, I'm L.D. Barge. Hey, yo, Peace World. What's going on? It's the Love King of R&B, Raheem Devon, and you're watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered. All right, folks, uh, in South Africa, they used to have these things called passbooks. And so somebody white could walk up to you, cop or anybody, and they say, show me your papers. And you literally had to pull your book out to show them who you were. Seems as there's some white folks in America who still want that to be the case, where they demand black people prove that they live in. Live in. And the white folks ain't got to prove nothing. They ain't got to show no papers. But the black folks do. Dason Barnes and his partner recently moved to Seattle. While standing in his yard, Dason Barnes was approached by a white woman who accused him of being a criminal, and she demanded to see his lease to prove he lived in the home. And y'all, then she called the cops. Roll it. <laughs> I'm dumb as fuck. Where your husband at? Baby. Before we don't interact with her. 
If you guys have a lease, I'd just like to see the lease. No, so ma'am. have no business for real. personal documents. At all. They're like in their 30s. Yes, yes. The fuck we got to steal something for? Babe, what do we need? Get <laughs> okay, I, it looks like there's been a misunderstanding. So, apparently, there's been a misunderstanding. When I was driving by, I saw an individual behind the house, and so I stopped. And Profiling. I, and, and all the windows are closed, and it looks... It's like hot as fuck. The sun is beaming. And so I'm like shocked and I'm like, okay. And so then I back up and then I see an individual crouched again and I'm like, um, hi, like, what are you doing at my neighbor's house? And then. And I greeted you, didn't I? What's that? And I greeted you, didn't I? So that's when I called 911 because I'm like, okay, like, this isn't my neighbor. You did all this for somebody that lives here and pays rent here. Yeah. Right. Grown ass motherfucking man. Okay. You driving your car down the street. What's up? Yeah. So I guess this woman was harassing my partner. Here. Oh, please. No. Literally called the cops on the you, place you where we live because we saw on, a bro. black man walking the house. Come on, bro. Oh my gosh, this has nothing to do with We can stand right here, bro, to be honest. This well, is my okay. house. Okay, I just want him to separate from her so we can talk. He's on our side. About her yelling at us. Okay. So, uh, I guess she doesn't believe that we live here. We moved here three weeks ago. About three weeks uh, ago. And that Williamson, Randy Williamson, are the property owners. Okay. We have a lease. Okay. Right. A really weird issue to have. I was standing behind my house, right here. She pulls up, she stops. Okay. So, what do you need? I wave, and she pulled off. I heard her car still humming right here. She got a fucking Hemi in that bitch. She, I heard her car still humming, so I went inside, and I came outside. And she asked me what I was doing here. I said, I live here. I walked back outside because I peeped through the window and I seen her right here. So I walked back outside and I asked her, did she need something? Mm -hmm. And she said, yes, I do. What are you doing behind my, my neighbor's house? I said, I live here. These neighbors? I don't know. who, but Whoever she talking about? She said, whoever lives here got two kids and they don't. We live here. Right. Excuse me. I'm, I'm, you, guys, you guys all moved in or just starting to move uh, in? All our stuff's in the garage. Some of it's in the house. Okay. All right. But all right. I have landlord's number. Either one of you have your ID on here just so I can write you down. Uh, For what, though? Huh? For what, though? So I, I know yeah. who I contacted. I don't care which one of you. Just one of you. Okay, Dayson Barnes joins us now from Seattle, Washington. Uh, glad to have you on the show. Uh, first question, uh, so uh, is your partner black or white? He's white. Okay. So she didn't question him, she questioned you. Yeah, she questioned me initially because initially she had saw me in the back of the house. Just I was sitting there writing. And she pulled up in front of my house and, you know, I casually greeted her as a neighbor, as a neighbor should do. I thought that was right. And 
she waved back at me and she kept on going. So, you know, I thought it was over. I thought it was just a neighbor being a neighbor. And as soon as I get into my house, I see her reverse her car. And so I peek through my window and she's there. And so I walk back outside and like I said in the video, do, do you need something? You're not supposed to be here. What do you need? Let me know. And that's what she demanded my papers. And my partner, yes, he is white. And she seemed shocked when I went inside to grab my white partner out. Well, see, that, that, that was my whole point. So first of all, how long had y'all been in the home? About three weeks. About three weeks. Um, yes, but this was the first time she saw you. Right. I, I assume. I assume everybody, my landlord made sure to let our neighbors know that we had moved in. And we had a U-Haul parked out in front. How could you not see us? And if, especially if you say you were friends with these neighbors as, as you say, you, as, as tight as you say you were with them. You should have known they had moved out. You could have gave them a call or whatever, you, whatever the point may be or whatever you had to do. So she, so you're in your front yard, just minding your business. Yeah, and then, first I was in my backyard when I first saw her. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was writing to pass some time. So, so, so you just chill in the backyard, writing, yep. and she sees a black dude in the backyard. Well, who the hell is that? Right. Right. And, and then she decides to pull up in the front to begin to interrogate. Yeah. Right. Trying to get some information out of me. And I don't owe you a lick of information. Now, now here's what I don't understand. So she calls the cops. Mm -hmm. The cops come, and and, and, I, I, and and again, here's what I notice, and it just be reality. Yeah, he's your partner, yeah. but he's also white. You're black. Right. Right. <clears throat> Cop asked for the ID. Your partner right. was fine. You like whoa, whoa, whoa. Why in the well, hell what? I got to show ID? <laughs> right. I don't have to help you with your investigation. All you need to know is that I live here. And that should be end. That should be the end of it. Now you have to go investigate further. Did, I don't have to show you a lease. I don't have to show you anything. Does your does your white partner now understand the distinction between y'all two? That yes, yeah, I know he was trying to cooperate, but the point you're yeah. making, I don't. I am not required by any law to right. prove to a cop that I live here. Mm -hmm. I ain't got to show you a damn thing. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Does, yeah, does he, he understand does. what happened here? Yeah, he does understand. He definitely does. <laughs> definitely does. So, the police. So, what happened after the police um, asked for the ID? So, I, I went inside of my house to get out my ID just to speed everything along because I really wanted these folks off my property. Now, like I, I ran here. I'm a I'm a taxpaying. I'm a taxpayer. I go to work every day. I work with people with IDD. So I just went in and got it, my ID. And I came back out, and he said, "Thank you, Jason. Have a good day." And I don't think they handled that in the the right the right course of action, the right manner, I would say, because there's no recourse for us now. Because now going back, they did not file uh, a police report. So now that me and my partner went back to see a police report, we can't file anything. So now we have no recourse of action in case this lady decides to do something again. And that's that's what I'm most worried about. You know, th th this is. I mean, we've had other stories like this, and and and. and what gets me is she really, again, this is where whiteness comes in. She yeah. really believed that she had the authority <laughs> to demand of you to show her something to prove to her that y'all, that, that you, not y'all, you were legitimate. Right, for sure. And that's not what I'm going to do. And then, and then again, on that, on that same standpoint, I'm not going to allow you to weaponize the police against me. Like, you know, I'm not going to allow you to call these cops and then you have no consequences. You feel like you feel like you're privileged enough to do that, and then to get away with all these, 
these false cl- false accusations and false claims that you have been doing. And I, 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 that's what I'm here for, and that's what I'm trying to stand for. There needs to be consequences for these actions, period. Uh, have y'all had a conversation with that officer's commander or police chief to say, are, and how did that go? We are actually in the process of doing that. Um, I'm thinking of taking a small civil claim in court, and then I wanted to take another claim on the on the King County Sheriff's Department. And so we are in the process of gathering all this information and putting it together. I'm working with a friend this weekend who works for uh, BIPOC, which is Black Indigenous People of Color. He works with their uh, organization. I'm working with him to move action, move move our, go to further action, see what we can do to pursue further action. When did this actually take place? August 3rd. Um, at 11.30. Has there been any conversation with her since then? No. No. No apology, no nothing. And uh, there was a, a post released on Instagram, and she stated that she would do it again. She felt that she was in the right. And we did news. We did a we did a news uh, uh, we did a news interview with Cairo Seven, and, and she has stated that she had apologized to her sponsors, but she has yet to apologize to me or my partner. Wow. So there has been no con- there has been no conversation. Wow. <laughs> um. How have you been received by the other so the other neighbors? Is she the is she the only neighbor who has demanded to see your papers? She is the only neighbor that has demanded to see my papers. I had a I had my neighbor my I'm not going to release his name, but I had my neighbor come out across the street, a white man, and he told he came out and introduced himself. And the neighbors across the way, their Asian family, they introduced themselves. Everybody's been everybody's been nice and genuine to us. Nobody's been disingenuous except her. Except this one uh, nosy ass white woman. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Except this nosy white woman. Uh, wow. That, that, that there uh, is uh, indeed incredible. So you said you, you may be pursuing um, uh, action uh, against uh, in this. Go ahead. We, we're, we're definitely pursuing like a civil claim, a small civil claim against her. And uh, for, for the Karen Act, I forget the numbers that go with it, but for the Karen Act that, there, that, did, place, that did take place June 11th of this year and here in Washington. So we would definitely be taking some action. Because it, because the, a state law was passed there specifically yeah. to deal with stuff like this. Exactly. All right. Uh, well, Jason Barnes, let us know what happens. All right. I will do, Mr. Roland. I got your contact information. I'm going to definitely hit you up. All right, brother. I appreciate you joining us. Thanks a lot. Yes, sir, brother. Thank you. All right. Uh, Greg, I'll start with you. Again, we have done numerous examples of this story. I mean, example after example after example where the, the white folks in this country, they just flat out, hey, they got the absolute right to question black folks about anything. I mean, damn it, we, we can't sell lemonade, we can't barbecue in the park. Uh, I mean, we, we, we have all of these segments, crazy-ass white people. And, of course, you know, I, I, got, I got these advertisers out here who are like, oh, who here's a segment called crazy-ass white people. Yeah, here's why. I mean, th- this is the kind of, this is the stuff that black people face that other folks don't face. And Dason's, yeah, his white partner now realizes your man black, but he black. Right. And in that instance, he might have saved his life. I mean, that, that first case, mm-hmm. that, that, that case at the water park, I mean, again, just thinking about something you said, Reese, and also Erica, and particularly since your son's a, a lifeguard, you know, 
that, that white girl that don't give two Fs, I embrace you too. I do. Because I would never let anyone I love, <clears throat> much less myself, be anywhere near any water where you are a lifeguard because you don't give a damn about my life and you wouldn't save my life. And so one of the things that ties these two stories together, again, tonight, the word impunity is they act with impunity. And just like that punk ass cop had his thumbs and his vests out there in Missouri and said, you know, I've been here all day. Honestly, I don't know. And then moved to move black bodies around. Now, all y'all not coming over here, but you can talk over here. These two sheriffs pull up, punk-ass cops, and they decide that, you know, who are they there for? They're there for her. Mm -hmm. You come walking your ass up in the driveway asking to see, or you're moving boxes in. The only reason he was talking even halfway that civilly is because the brother's white beard is standing there. <laughs> if it had been two black men standing there, it might have been, as they started raising their voice, because I don't know whether it was his white partner or the white cop when he was talking, said, hey, hey, hey come on. In other words, hey, you don't need to talk to him like that. If it was his white partner, in terms of the white cop, it may have been, you don't need to talk to me like that. Meaning what? Impunity. You people are illegal, blacks. There's nothing you can do to ever be legal in my worldview. And of course, two cop cars pull up. And yeah, that Karen Act, I think it was uh, Senate Bill 5135, back in February, they introduced it. It passed the Senate, passed the House, and in, 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 uh, in Washington signing the law that Ken, Karen and Ken... Uh, law, you know, I, I prefer to call uh, these white women Miss Anns. Let's just take it right back to the plantation. <laughs> you know, the whole idea is that they can go to civil court and win two hundred fifty dollars. That ain't no money. And guess what? If they pay, he say I'm a taxpayer. You suing yourself because the settlement coming out of your taxes. Now, punitive. Finally, I'll end with this. What can we do? The first thing these young people have particularly gotten it right. The minute these white people show up. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Start taping. Live stream if you can. And when you sue them, let's get some personal lawsuits. Don't be taking money out your own pocket to pay yourself. The civil suit, because that Ken and Karen law also has a punitive dimension. Break her. I was kind of hoping maybe she had a husband or a man who lived in the house, because the first thing he said was, where's your husband? And I'm thinking, well, did she live with somebody, or was that just a... Uh, you know, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Sue the shit of her, leave her naked outdoors with nowhere to go, and maybe she moved to a state like the place I was born, Tennessee, to just passed a law to criminalize homelessness. Maybe her ass can go to jail for being alive, which is basically what we've been doing mm. since they brought us here. I mean, th this, Erica, is precisely why I dropped white fear. Th th I mean, th th this is, I mean, again, how the brown of America is making white folks lose their mind. And that's what it is. Basically, their example after example, how, oh, oh no, how, how dare you, how dare you live here? No, 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 I think you're a criminal. Uh-uh, show me your papers. I mean, we've seen numerous examples of this, and this is the kind of stuff, absolutely. So what do these white women do? They call the cops. Well, hell, we already know what happens when cops roll up. Uh, that was another, uh, uh, I don't, remember, remember the video we showed where the brother, and matter of fact, I think his roommate was white. The brother was just cleaning up. He was picking up trash in the front yard. Man, the cops rolled up. That brother could have got shot. That's right. Because somebody dared, oh, no, uh, he don't live here. Uh, he looks suspicious. And he was picking up trash in his own front yard. It's rinse and repeat rolling. And if anybody hasn't pre-ordered that book or Reese's book, you need to go ahead and do that today. Um, I've done both. 
but rinse and repeat. And, and then here's the other piece, and this goes to the uh, story that we just covered a few moments ago. Now we have to also tie this to the health implications for Black people. Mm. So it's not only that, and these are not microaggressions, these are acts of intentional harm that have the capacity to be lethal. So now we're talking about poor health outcomes for Black people. We're talking about increased, um, um, increased propensity to depression, anxiety. Now we're talking about stress that's been induced. Now we're also talking about inter-heart disease, inter-type 2 diabetes, and then you also enter comma, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now you're taking years off of Black life, and it starts very early because of the audacity of the Carol O'Brien, the Carol Bryant type that continues to mm -hmm. exist in these worlds. Um, so these are things that, like you said, you know, um, excuse me, Dr. Carr said a moment ago, uh, take your cameras out. Make sure that you continue to light these people up because the other part of the audacity is that she said that she would do it again. Mm. She said that she would do it again. That is a captured comment that he mentioned on social media. She said that she would do it again. And Reese has talked about this in commentary previously. Sue them. Become more litigious. Dr. Carr just laid out not only in with the Ken and the Karen Act, but to go after their personal property. Everybody should have that kind of insurance coverage. But go after them. Make them remember it. Make them think about it. And then maybe they will um, think twice before they cause intentional harm to a black body. To that particular point there, Reese, yeah, that, that is a, a great point that Erica makes because th this is the stress that black people have to endure. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I often say... Uh, white folks, it must feel great to uh, be able to roll through life and um, you're not sitting here uh, worried about uh, someone saying something stupid. You're not worried about uh, going to Bible study at a black church uh, and somebody white mm. rolling in and uh, blowing you away. Uh, you, you, mean, mm. you, you get to shop. Don't worry about getting followed just because of your skin mm. color. Um, it's great for you to get to deposit money in a bank then folk ain't wonder whether you're trying to rob the bank. I mean, mm. th th these are realities of being black in America in the 21st century. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I said that somebody reposted a clip from a while ago. White people, mind your damn motherfucking business. Especially you, bitch, up there mm. in Seattle. Here's the thing that tripped me the fuck out. If I think somebody is robbing a place, I'm going to get as far the hell away from that place as possible. I'm not going to be sitting up there in whatever the little red car she has, one leg out the window, talking all <laughs> casually and shit on the phone. I'm not putting myself in danger like that. So that's how I know she's full of shit and she just decided that she was going to get her rocks off fucking with a black man because she ain't got shit better to do. That's why I am absolutely 100% for slapping bitches when they need to be slapped. So I would have <laughs> had to make a decision in that case. I know the cops are on their way. So am I going to mm. keep it cool and be, or am I going to wild the fuck out and then get a wrongful arrest situation? Now, if I get a wrongful arrest situation, this becomes a bigger story. Maybe I can get more money in that punitive damages. But then again, I could also end up dead or dead in jail. So there is some, there, there is the, 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 the mental decision-making we have to make in that process. Like Erica mm. said, which is traumatizing in and of itself. So it's really a no-win situation. I don't have the restraint to not completely violate homegirl. 
in my yard telling me, demanding that I show her shit, which I don't have to do, it would not have been a comfortable situation for her. So, cause, so that's part of the problem. She felt very comfortable, very mm-hmm. powerful in that sense. She wasn't shifty. She wasn't, oh, stay back. Oh, don't come up over here. No, she felt a little bit too comfortable for my taste. So I'm for recording. But before you record, cuss these (laughs) motherfuckers out. Get all of the bitches and everything, every situation you could have and and every kind of slur out. And then you hear recording be like, I don't know what's happening. You switch it up. (laughs) It ain't on tape. That part ain't on tape. Make sure you get all your licks in. And then you put the record button and then you go on ahead. And, I'm just an upstanding black citizen. Oh no, she's racist. She just I would never. I would never. That's what you have to do. But but, but you got to start making these people more comfortable. And to the to, and to the white boy uh, boyfriend, where the hell was you at? Matter I, if if I'm with a white man, which which I'm not. My husband is black. That's right. The least you can do is take your motherfucking ass outside and deal with your sister and your brother. I should be up in the house kicking it, drinking lemonade, mm. and you can deal with your white camp, okay? You can show the mm. cops your, your ID, and I'm gonna be up in the house, because they ain't rolling up on you the same way they're rolling up on me. So, today, son, I appreciate Period. him. Uh, if I were him, I would get on script. I, I cannot sleep. I have anxiety. I haven't been able to eat. I have to go therapy. Start your script, brother man, so that when you yes. do sue yeah. this bitch, you can get more coin. Okay? Don't don't Period. sit up here and kiki. I know it is a little bit of kiki, but don't do that. Get on scripts. You can get as much coin because $250 is not enough. And the bitch has the nerve, the audacity to say she would <laughs> do it again. That's the problem. These Karen's are terrorists, mm-hmm. just like Beyonce yep. said. But they're gonna run up on the wrong one because they but they know. My husband says it, monkey know which tree to climb. And these monkey ass nope. Karen's. Know who to try with and who not to try with, but make That's sure the out. next time it ain't as comfortable as it was this time. All Period. right, all right, folks. Uh, going to a break, we come back. Uh, Texas gubernatorial candidate Beto O'Rourke uh, goes to the uh, Reese Cobra School of How to Respond to Hecklers. Uh, we'll show you what took place in Texas uh, when he mentioned uh, the Uvalde shooting. Also, uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland said, Donald Trump. Bring your ass. Bring your ass. News conference today, they've already filed to unseal that warrant. A lot of Republicans been talking a lot of trash, saying, release it. Now they're like, oh, oh, don't. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe we shouldn't release. No, we, we, we were ahead of ourselves. We'll unpack all of that. Uh, coming up next on Roller Martin Unfiltered, uh, folks, uh, please, again, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Black Star Network app, wherever you're watching, hit the like button, hit the share button, push this out. We need more folks uh, watching the show because, y'all, you ain't getting this anywhere else. You ain't seen that Black Kansas City family on these other networks. You ain't seen this brother on the other networks. Y'all know how we do it. We keep it real. We keep it black. Uh, this is the blackest of the shows out here. Ain't nobody else doing it how we do it, and we do it five days a week. This ain't no weekend show. This ain't no once a week. We here two hours a day, five days a week, giving you the real deal. So please support us in what we do. Download the Black Star Network app, y'all. We should easily be at 50,000. We should be knocking on 100,000. And, and, and let me just say that. Look, we launched this show September 4, two, uh, 2018 with 157,000 YouTube subscribers. Uh, when I go, when I look at the YouTube studio right now, uh, we have uh, 869,308 subscribers, which we all appreciate, but we don't own that. 
We don't own that. We don't have the data of those 869,000. But when you download the Black Star Network app, we are able to have our own. And so if anything happens, if YouTube says, oh, we're going to kick y'all off, mm, we got our own place to go to. And so that's why we created the OTT Network. That's why I am working right now, get uh, uh, locking up distribution to launch a 24-hour streaming channel on the platforms like Tubi and Pluto TV and those places. That's what we're working on. This was never about just me having a show. It was building out a network. Uh, right now, again, we got two two shows in development, another weekly show as well as another daily show uh, uh, featuring uh, a sister. So there's a lot of things that we're going on, folks, and your support is critically important. So download the app. Now, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV, and support us in what we do. Uh, you got folk out there, man, rolling while you out here uh, begging for money. Well, y'all, it's simple. Uh, yes, we appreciate the sponsors that have stepped up. We appreciate General Motors for their eight-week ad buy. We appreciate Target for their eight-week ad buy. We appreciate uh, Coca-Cola. We appreciate uh, uh, Patrol Grooming. We appreciate the folks. But the reality is, it's a whole bunch of advertising agencies out here that have announced they're going to be spending X percentage with Black-owned media, and that money hasn't come flowing our way, even though we got the metrics to prove what we're doing. And so your support absolutely matters. Your support allows for us to keep building, uh, to keep building these shows, to keep launching these shows. And so again, send a check and money order to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Uh, the cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. The PayPal is R. Martin Unfiltered. Um, the Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zell is rolling at rollingsmartin.com, rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. Uh, to hit 2,000 people this month, we need 66 a day. Uh, and again, folks, uh, we're not hitting that yet. So trust me, uh, whatever you can give, we greatly appreciate it because we are about building something that we own, we control, and we control the narrative. Uh, today, just giving y'all update, I literally flew this morning. Uh, I flew this morning uh, to Kansas City. Uh, I met with uh, the folks. Uh, they're building out uh, our new uh, new uh, Robomobile. Uh, it's a black-owned company. They're the only black upfitter in the country, the only female-owned upfitter in the country. Uh, my girl, Windsor Barbie, out of Dallas, my homegirl. Uh, and so uh, I sat with them, went over the plans. I literally flew up this morning, had the meeting, flew back in time for the show. And so that's happening as well. So what I want you to understand, that when you, sp when you are supporting us, we are supporting other black-owned businesses. And so we are circulating the black dollar every single day. So uh, that's what I want you to understand. So please support us. If you give during the show, I'll give you a shout out. I'll do that on the next break, the folks we've actually given uh, in the previous two breaks. We'll be right back on Roller Martin Unfiltered talking about Trump pissing off the DOJ and the FBI. Let's see what they do next. Back in a moment. When we invest in ourselves, we're investing in what's next for all of us. Growing, creating, making moves that move us all forward. Together, we are Black Beyond Measure. On the next A Balanced Life with me, Dr. Jackie, getting back to normal. Is there such a thing? We're about to send our kids back to school when we literally have more questions than there are answers. What does it mean to have a normalcy? How will our kids respond to it? And how are we going to assist them? What can you do to help your kids 
feel some sense of emotional stability as they go back into the classroom here on A Balanced Life on the Black Star Network. When we invest in ourselves, our glow, our vision, our vibe, we all shine. Together, we are Black Beyond Measure. We're all impacted by the culture, whether we know it or not. From politics to music and entertainment, it's a huge part of our lives. And we're going to talk about it every day right here on The Culture with me, Faraji Muhammad, only on the Black Star Network. Hi, I'm Vivian Green. You're- hey everybody, this is your man Fred Hammond, and you're watching Roland Martin, my man, unfiltered. several days Republicans have been losing a damn mind because the FBI rolled up on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago carting out 15 or so boxes uh, after executing a search warrant they uh, we showed y'all the Fox News folks all these they've been losing their mind they've been talking about oh my god planning evidence Donald Trump asserted that and then they were like, the FBI, the DOJ, they should come out and they should hold a news conference and tell the people what's going on and what was in the search warrant. Oh, they got indignant. 
Attorney General Merrick Garland was like, all right, I got something for your ass. Roll it. Since I became Attorney General, I have made clear that the Department of Justice will speak through its court filings and its work. Just now, the Justice Department has filed a motion in the Southern District of Florida to unseal a search warrant and property receipt relating to a court-approved search that the FBI conducted earlier this week. That search was of premises located in Florida belonging to the former president. The department did not make any public statements on the day of the search. The former president publicly confirmed the search that evening, as is his right. Copies of both the warrant and the FBI property receipt were provided on the day of the search to the former president's counsel, who was on site during the search. The search warrant was authorized by a federal court upon the required finding of probable cause. The property receipt is a document that federal law requires law enforcement agents to leave with the property owner. The department filed the motion to make public the warrant and receipt in light of the former president's public confirmation of the search, the surrounding circumstances, and the substantial public interest in this matter. Faithful adherence to the rule of law is the bedrock principle of the Justice Department and of our democracy. Upholding the rule of law means applying the law evenly, without fear or favor. Under my watch, that is precisely what the Justice Department is doing. All Americans are entitled to the even-handed application of the law, to due process of the law, and to the presumption of innocence. Much of our work is by necessity conducted out of the public eye. We do that to protect the constitutional rights of all Americans and to protect the integrity of our investigations. Federal law, long-standing department rules, and our ethical obligations prevent me from providing further details as to the basis of the search at this time. There are, however, certain points I want you to know. First, I personally approved the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter. Second, the department does not take such a decision lightly. Where possible, it is standard practice to seek less intrusive means as an alternative to a search and to narrowly scope any search that is undertaken. Third, let me address recent unfounded attacks on the professionalism of the FBI and Justice Department agents and prosecutors. I will not stand by silently when their integrity is unfairly attacked. The men and women of the FBI and the Justice Department are dedicated, patriotic public servants. Every day, they protect the American people from violent crime, terrorism, and other threats to their safety while safeguarding our civil rights. They do so at great personal sacrifice and risk to themselves. I am honored to work alongside them. This is all I can say right now. More information will be made available in the appropriate way and at the appropriate time. So what was interesting here, uh, they made it perfectly clear uh, that uh, they were going to go to court 
uh, to unseal this particular warrant. Now, uh, it's been interesting watching all the responses. How, now remember, these are the same Republicans uh, who were demanding, yelling, and screaming that Democrats pass a bill to protect uh, the families of, of Supreme Court Justice uh, uh, Kavanaugh. Yet, these folks have been willing uh, to put the name and the address out here uh, of the judge uh, who signed off on the warrant. In fact, they've also been lying. Perfect example, look at this tweet right here. Uh, Clay Travis, who really should stick to sports, and he don't even know that sports well, uh, he was one of the people who they hired him and Buck Sexton to replace uh, Rush Limbaugh when he died. He tweets, the judge who allegedly signed off on the warrant to raid Donald Trump's private residence had posted how much he disliked Trump on social media. Yikes. Well, Andrew Kaczynski, uh, who is with CNN, came back and said, hmm, looks like the judge who signed off on the Trump warrant is a Republican donor who contributed to Newsmax. Folks, they have been attacking this judge. Some of the, early on, they were saying, oh, he, he gave to Obama. He was a donor. No, he's a Republican. See, they're hypocrites. They're absolute hypocrites. They were yelling FBI, DOJ, investigating Hillary, her emails. Oh, but now y'all don't want your boy investigated. But see, now the, the, the Trump people got a serious problem. See, Mary Garland is playing chess with them. They now, they got to decide, will they oppose the unsealing of the warrant or will they support the unsealing of the warrant? It's called a quandary that they are in. Then, of course, you had the folks out there uh, like uh, old soft-ass Lindsey Graham, you know, who will suck up to Donald Trump uh, in any given way. Uh, the primary reason the attorney general and FBI are being... Come on, come on, come on, come on, y'all. Thank you. The primary reason the attorney general and the FBI are being pushed to disclose why the search was necessary is because of the deep mistrust of the FBI and DOJ right here, operative right here, when it comes to all things Trump, such as the Crossfire Hurricane and Mueller investigation. See, y'all, their problem is... Look at this here. This fool says, I am ur I'm urging, actually insisting, the DOJ and the FBI lay their cards on the table as to why this course of action was necessary. Until that is done, the suspicion will continue to mount. Now, y'all, let me explain something, y'all. Lindsey Graham was a JAG attorney. He was an attorney in the military. He know damn well the FBI and the DOJ does not disclose information like this. You heard Garland say the only reason he came out to disclose it because Donald Trump put it out there and they started putting out lies. The Trump folks lied, lied by saying, oh, our, we, we never got a copy of the warrant. Uh, our attorneys were never present. Uh, none of those, y'all, straight lied. And so it, it was so bad, uh, Charlie Gasparino, 
who is with um, CNBC. Um, he, let, me, let me find uh, this particular tweet. I sent it out earlier. And because you just got, y'all got to understand, uh, again, the lives that have been told and the games that they play um, uh, in order to um, um, uh, get the fools to go along with it. I'm trying to find uh, the response to this tweet because it really was nonsensical, y'all. Um, and here it is right here. Um, come on, go to, my, go to my iPad. Fox Business's Charles Gasparino stands by his reporting that Team Trump wasn't given a copy of the warrant. I'm just going to play for y'all what he said. Hold on one second. Let me roll it back. Okay, go. He's got a scoop on that warrant prompting the FBI to raid Trump's. Uh, we caused quite a stir yesterday. Got picked up a lot on my tweet and my report that Trump, uh, the Trump people were looking at three things. Some sort of a court order to compel the release of the affidavit, mm. to compel the release of what's known as the return. That means everything that was taken. They don't, they, they say... Kind of an inventory? Yeah, of everything, okay? And to compel the release of the warrant. Mm. Now, I spoke with Trump people. I spoke with Eric Trump. They tell me they don't have the warrant. Okay, they've seen the warrant. Because the Department of Justice says, well, the president can, re uh, the former president yeah. can release the warrant. They told me they didn't have it. Now, if you listen to what Ashley said, the warrant's under seal. It, there's got to be uh, a mid-ground here that's, that, that, that is accurate, which it sounds to me, she was shown the warrant. The, the lawyer on the scene, I think her name was Christina Bob. Apparently by a distance of six feet, so she couldn't inspect it very carefully. I heard that too. And then she, whatever she was given was not the full accounting of, not the full, the full thing. You know, it was a redacted document apparently. But it, it's, it's just so bizarre because I'm, we're trying to get to the bottom of this. Because trust me, my Twitter page is blowing up on this stuff, you know. You know, was she given the warrant? Wasn't she given the warrant? Was, did she just see the warrant? Charles, I mean, you heard six feet, I heard five. Charles, really? You actually, you actually believe liars? The attorneys were present. They got the warrant. They lying to you, player. They are lying to you. T today's action, Erica, I, I think, is again, this is how you got to deal with liars. The Republican Party's whole intent. They will suck up to Donald Trump every way imaginable. They do not care about breaking the law. And this is the same fool who actually made a felony to keep classified documents because he was pissed at Hillary Clinton. Oh, now they're using it against you. And so I need everybody watching to understand the entire... That's what... Stop saying the Trump wing of the Republican Party. It's the entire party. These people will do anything to protect this man because they want power. Absolutely, and they're complicit as well, Roland. When you look at this um, now was party, now effectively um, a hostile group um, who will take over by any means necessary going on Twitter, having different actors, different wings of this hostile group, 
tweet out to say, like, Madge from Georgia, because I refuse to call out her entire name, saying to defund the FBI, all kinds of foolishness. This is because the audacity of the law to work not in their favor. And the complicity lies in when you think about a Mark Meadows who has been um, at the um, the at the serving at the pleasure um, of the son of a Klansman since day one and will continue, will probably go down in flames for him um, because a lot of their names are tethered to his criminal activity. You know, as a former federal employee, one of the things that we had to do in our security clearance, we had to do background checks and we had to have annual um, reminders that we signed off saying, okay, we did watch this video, we did pay attention, that mishandling, if you're invited to um, sit in the skiff um, and be privy to classify information, that um, repeating that information, disseminating that information would put you in jail. And there were continual examples of people that were serving time for doing just that. So it's interesting that it doesn't bother this hostile group that there is a person who we still don't know effectively how he got the job, right? That we know that there was uh, foreign interference, but that they would stand in the way of someone who has and took classified information to his private residence that also serves as a golf course. So there are civilians and people that are connected to government that do have access to this information. That should terrify the hell out of anybody that's paying attention or has the ability to read. So honestly, looking at these people who sit in the Senate, like a Lindsey Graham, who just uh, yesterday said that he was not going to show up um, when he was called to be, to offer testimony to um, a special grand jury um, down in Atlanta, they pretty much apply the law and they follow the law when it suits them. So these are the type of things, these are the type of actions that should have people very much so motivated to make sure that they engage in the vote, especially in 2022 and moving forward in elections um, that we have in the future. Uh, I, I love the reports, um, uh, Reese, that uh, Team Trump, they were caught off guard by Merrick Garland's news conference. He was, <laughs> and basically he was like, Okay, mess around and find out. Not what y'all gonna do. Not what y'all gonna mean, do. I mean, if you wanted to smoke, Merrick Garland brought the whole fire. Okay, you should have had your chimney open because court is in <laughs> session. And and really, what they've done is they've raised the stakes on the situation because I'm of the mindset I don't. You know, there was no guarantee that even with this. Uh, warrant that, you know, uh, that Trump was going to um, even see any kind of criminal charges from this. You know, a big part of criminal charges relates to um, intent. And, you know, the part of the problem that people get caught up on is actually the cover-up. So this kind of intimidation, this kind of public campaign is really could potentially serve as evidence of more efforts to try to cover up his bad deeds. But the reality is that the Trump administration has played fast and loose with security clearances, with classified data from the beginning. People might not remember that Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump were initially denied security clearances by career professionals. Mm -hmm. And the Trump administration went over the advice to grant them security clearances. Now, Jared Kushner has a $200 billion deal with the Saudis. The reality is, regardless of whatever people are saying publicly about Trump, Inside Mar-a-Lago, there is somebody working with the FBI. 
snitching on his whole mm-hmm. operation, saying exactly mm-hmm. what's in the documents and where to find them, because they had to, according to reports, they had already went to retrieve evidence or retrieve documents, but there was even more stuff that Trump was hiding at Mar-a-Lago. So Trump, don't he, he can be impressed by Lindsey Graham or whoever else is on Fox News defending him, but the snake is in his own backyard and it's going to bite his ass, and he's more likely to end up in jail now than at any point if he keeps going down this road. Uh, I, I, I really do get a, a kick... Um... Uh, I really do get a kick out of watching uh, all of this foolishness, uh, Greg, uh, because uh, th- they really just just show just how idiotic they are. Th- this is probably one of the funniest things I saw today. Uh, so um, uh, Laura Trump, she married to one of them fools. Uh, this is the most funny headline. Laura Trump claims people are reaching out to her to say they can't sleep since the <laughs> FBI searched her for sure. And those people probably are Eric Trump, mm. Ivanka Trump, Jared mm-hmm. Kushner, Donald Trump Jr., Kimberly mm-hmm. Guilfoyle. That, that, that's probably the people she's talking about. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Of course, the joke I've been seeing going around is that uh, the FBI busted the front door, and without even looking up for, from his uh, Xbox, Baron was like safe's in the back. It might be it may be young Baron, but at any rate, uh, he messed mess my reputation up there. I'm at the beginning of my life. But you know, I'm thinking about something you said a, a minute ago, Erica, about the impact of stress on our lives. And I think about one of my colleagues and just a master teacher at Howard, Jules Harrell, who is a psychologist by training, clinical psychology, personnel psychology. You know, when, you, when the domes go up on that police light, when you're driving down the street and your heart skips a beat, you know, that takes mm-hmm. a few seconds off the end of your life. Mm-hmm. Being black in America, every time our stress goes up, as you say, sis, that takes a little bit off the end of our lives. So uh, you white people, Trump family, you'll never know what it's like to be black, but it couldn't happen mm. to a better group of people. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. You're never going to be able to sleep at night. Guess who will never take another breath on this side? That would be Breonna Taylor. Come on. Mm, come on. So I don't give a damn if you never sleep again, you devil. Come on. I don't care if you ever sleep again. In fact, I hope you don't sleep because every time that stress mm. level goes up, you're taking a few more seconds off the end of your life. And, and in terms of Roland Martin Unfiltered Roland, I mean, I'm sure Robert and, and Scott, Monique, DeMario, you know, to name four of the more prominent practicing attorneys who are in regular rotation in this conversation would agree that, you know, it's one thing to unseal the warrant. The thing you really want to unseal, going back to Breonna Taylor, would be the affidavit. Because mm-hmm. that's the sworn affidavit. See, the sworn affidavit will then tell you what they used to support the warrant. Remember, that's what got them boys in trouble in Louisville. Shout out to uh, young Dan Cameron, go to hell, because you next in the gate, baby. But the point is, them mm. cops lied to get the warrant. That's in the affidavit. That's where they say what specific laws they think he broke, what's the narrative of inquiry, and then, most importantly, what is the recitation of records? In other words, what specifically is it that you put before this judge to let him give you the warrant in the first place? But see, you're right. Merrick Garland is playing the long game, unsealing the warrant politically, because they don't really do that. Now, you know, you got punks tripping over their own feet like James Comey, who, you know, bodied Hillary Clinton because he talking out of turn as the damn head of the FBI. But with exceptions like that, 
as you say, the AG is not going to tell you the why. But when they made that appeal, I think that's more of a political thing. Plus, you got fools, they running up in places like Cincinnati Field Office trying to get at the FBI. You see Mitch McConnell ain't open his damn mouth. Why? Because these white boys that you need their votes are ginning up this storm. Hell, I even saw, uh, what was it, Megan Kelly. She on Newsmax. Oh, how the mighty have fallen with this weaponized <laughs> propaganda. And you got these drunk hillbillies, the same ones, tried to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer and all this other stuff. And the one that came here in D.C. to Comet Pizza over in, on Connecticut Avenue, they hyped up the go do some shit. So Garland is trying to protect his agents. Now, I will never, till I die, cape for the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Not while Asada Shakur is still in Cuba. Not while Matulu Shakur is still in jail. Mm. Not while Albert Woodfox spent the longest man ever spent, longest stretch of time he ever spent, ever spent in solitary confinement. And I will never cape for the Federal Bureau of Investigation. But let's not confuse that with what's going on here. We are entering the end game of the midterm. This ain't about the truth. As Erica said, it is, as you say, they're not caring about the truth. They are trying to maintain their base because, as you said, Roland, they want power. For us to engage in a conversation about what's the truth could pull us dangerously close to focusing on the wrong thing. Now is the time, as you say, we all get registered to vote, we all organize them, we all getting out here to make sure that they don't get what they want, which is what? A flipped house, a flipped yeah. Senate. And a presidency. And finally, I'll end with this. You know you can be the president of the United States. You can run president of the United States with a criminal conviction, right? Eugene Debs did it back in the 20s, among other people, most famously. It don't matter whether he's convicted. He can run from behind bars. Technically, there ain't no rule. So I'm just saying, this is far from over. Let's not get distracted because they are trying to maintain their not, their hard not. And it ain't about the truth. And Mary Garland just trying to give them a little bit of stumbling block. But if you get that warrant... I mean, that affidavit, oh, and it's coming. It's coming. Oh, indeed. So uh, it's just, um, it's quite interesting just watching, again, all of this unfold. Got to go to a break. We come back, black and missing. Also, a Florida teacher quits as a special education teacher when another staffer comes into his classroom and removes pictures of prominent black people saying they were not age-appropriate. We'll explain more. We come back on Roller Martin Unfiltered. Don't forget, folks, download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. Uh, if you want to join our Bring the Funk fan club, your dollars make it possible for us to do what we do. Check in money orders. Go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037 Cash app is Dallas Sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R. Martin unfiltered. Uh, Venmo is RM unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. Uh, let me give a shout out to uh, Pamela Goodwin. Thank you so very much for your donation. Uh, Daryl Johnson, Robert Ross. Uh, let me thank uh, the folks uh, who have given uh, on Zelle. Rahama Wright, uh, William Jenkins, Melvin Griffin. Uh, let's see here. Tamika Bookhart, uh, New Harvest Investments. Uh, let me also thank Aaron Johnson, Robin Welch, uh, let's see here, Annette Anderson, Anthony Winfield, uh, Gladys Cottrell, uh, Sonia Givens, Jacobs, Jacqueline Culler, Celeste Akers, Corey L. Poe, Akila Baker, Kevin Scott, let's see here, Cirillo Paolo, 
Thanks, uh, Daryl Arnold. Thanks a lot, uh, Antonio Williams. And let's see here, Robert Ross, Clifford Jones, Anthony Ivey, Akeisha Cooper, Anita Thompson, Regina Gladney, Stanley Lewis. Uh, let's see here, Robert Woods Jr. Uh, on Venmo, Byron Wiley, Denise. Uh, we also have, let's see here, Deshaun Freeman, uh, Mark Grant, Joel Clark, Gregory, Timothy Williams. Uh, and let's see here, uh, get another one here. Let's see, do the name showing up? Uh, let's see, I'm looking for the name, looking for the name. Again, I already said Pamela Goodwin, uh, Timothy Williams, thanks a lot, Lisa Bell, Pauline South Barnaby, Kevin Lundquist, Darlene Gloria Blackman, Rhonda McCarroll, uh, Leticia uh, Tone. Um, there we go. So I appreciate all of y'all for giving you on the show. Anybody else who gives you on the show, you're gonna get a shout out right here, live on the air. I'll be right back. I challenge myself as an artist and challenge, knowing that I'm going to challenge the audience, right? So oftentimes you come into this business off of one project where everybody's like, ooh. You stand out. Okay, for me it was barbershop, Ricky, da 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 da. Ricky was nothing like me growing up, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> nothing like me growing up. But if that's people's first experience with you, right, as an audience member, they tend to think that's the real you, right? So, uh, you know, for me, after that, I got a whole bunch of offers to play roles just like Ricky, right? This Tupac S type of type of thug, right? And I just said no over and over again. And then you keep trying to do other things. And then I went through a, a series of romantic movies and romantic leads. And, you know, I always try to bring some sort of gravitas to those roles. And then it was like, okay, well, but before I get into all of that, let me hit y'all with, you know, for color girls. And, you know, step outside of the realm of, you know, what you expect of me to do. Um, as an audience member in terms of being this romantic lead and everything. Because I didn't get into this business to be the romantic lead, you know, that dude. Like, I didn't get into this business. you can get locked business. in. You can totally get locked in. When we invest in ourselves, we all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure. Next on The Black Table with me, Greg Carr. Succession. We're hearing that word pop up a lot these days as our country continues to fracture and divide. But did you know that that idea, essentially a breaking up of the USA, has been part of the public debate since long before and long after the Civil War, right up to today? On our next show, you'll meet Richard Crichton, the author of this book, who says breaking up this great experiment called America might not be such a bad thing. That's on the next Black Table, right here on the Black Star Network. When we invest in ourselves, we're investing in what's next for all of us. Growing, creating, making moves that move us all forward. Together, we are Black Beyond Measure. What's up, what's up? I'm Dr. Ricky Dillard, the choir master. Hey, yo, peace, world. What's going on? It's the love king of R&B, Raheem Devon, and you're watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered.
Desani Bonilia has been missing since June 28th from Chicago. The 15-year-old is 5 feet 5 inches tall, weighs 150 pounds uh, with brown hair and brown eyes. Anyone with information about Desani Bonilia should call the Chicago Police Department at 312-747-5789, 312-747-5789. Folks, in Florida, a teacher has resigned their job after an employee removed photos of historic black civil rights figures from his bulletin board. Michael James, a special education teacher, taught for 15 years. He called the incident absolutely racist. The employee removed the images of Dr. King, Harriet Tubman, Colin Powell, and George Washington Carver, saying they were age inappropriate. James said most of his students are black, and it is vital to show leaders who look like them. James resigned and sent a letter to Escambia County Superintendent uh, as well as the governor, Ron DeSantis, the school district is investigating the matter. I'm sorry, now look, uh, you know, teacher's white, I ain't quitting. And I'm sitting here jamming this employee up, uh, Greg, saying, how in the hell are photos of MLK, Harriet Tubman, Colin Powell, and others age inappropriate in a, in, in a black school? Well... Again, it seems like it's a common theme. They're uncomfortable. They're age inappropriate because these children have to be taught white supremacy. You can't be confusing them by showing black people doing stuff that black people aren't supposed to do. And you're right. That's the that's the first thing. Why are you quitting, man? What what are you doing? Because guess what? Now there's one less adult in the building to help those children. And one less conscious white person. That's exactly mm. right. That's exactly right, Roland. I mean, there's one less person that those children can say, he's here for us. Because guess what? That lady that took that down and took that Barack Obama uh, portrait off his desk, she's just doing her job. I mean, you know, please understand, whether you got a uniform on or not, once you side up with white nationalism and white supremacy, you part of the police. You're policing... Mm -hmm. She's doing her job. You understand what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm not mad at her. Show me your papers. I got to move these papers off the wall because I don't want these children getting out of their place. We worked hard to keep you in your place. So, I mean, that lady just doing her job. And, and uh, you know, I mean, I think at this point, what you said uh, about 30 minutes ago, it just hits home. It's actually a bit longer than that when we're talking about what's going on in Missouri, of course, and, and, and what's going on at Lee Summit. You know, people can say what they want about segregation, but one thing they cannot say about the black schools of the apartheid era U.S. is that those school teachers didn't put examples of black achievement around those schools and surrounded those young people with the sense of possibility, beginning with the teachers in those schools. There's a reason why my friend mm -hmm. Sharif El-Mekki in the Center for Black Educated Development is working hard to get more black people in classrooms, because the one thing, you can take all the pictures down all you want, but guess what? When you got black women and men standing in front of you, that's a little bit harder to get out the building. So some of us, some of you young people, please consider teaching as an occupation. Because you see, this is what happens when a white person tries to make a change, and they they scared of the damn pictures. Imagine how scared they'll be when you walk in, sis, teaching somebody math. You got to think the, differently. The, the thing here, Reese, I keep telling folk, this all hands on deck. See, the, mm -hmm. this whole, this whole. You know, I, I get these people who are like, you know what, we, we, we got we to gotta make them comfortable. Um, we, we, we can't be scary. We can't be aggressive. 
um, we're going to have to um, appeal to their better angels. Um, we're going to have to get them to understand that we sympathize and we empathize with them and let them know that, yeah, I mean, we, 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 we know y'all been running this and so we, we, we apologize for how things are now shifting. Um, in, in reality, there's this desire that we have to continue to make them so comfortable in their racism that, that we have to ease them out of it and just and just just try to make it as palatable as possible what we're trying mm. to do and there's no amount of comfort that we can provide them because you still black and they still white and that's the problem no humans involved we haven't said that in a while and at what mm. cost to us why should we shoulder that burden so black people please mm. release yourself from the shackles of respectability politics, especially y'all in the comments. If they got a problem with MLK chair, my custody is not going to make a difference to the black race. Okay, because that's the one that they put up there. I have a dream. You know, I don't see color. And you can't even have Dr. King's picture in the classroom anymore. If you scared of Colin Powell. If Colin Powell. He's a black Republican. Not mine. Come on. Come on. Come on, this is not this is not Black Lives Matter flags. These are, to me, very standard. Uh, they're they are amazing people, but very standard, acceptable Black people to white people, except for the fact when you don't want Black people to be acknowledged at all. But mm -hmm. to your point, Roland, it starts with us. You know, the the educational system is what it is, but we still have home, and we just got to work a little bit harder. To make sure that whatever happens in these schools, which they should be, students should be learning, that they're being enriched and and properly educated and fully educated and at home. Because if we don't, and you in Florida, this is Ron DeSantis's Florida. This is America. This is Trump's America. And it's right. only going to get worse. And this is the Republican agenda. They said anti-woke, stop woke act. And this was the this was the plan all along. It was never about mm -hmm. teaching about slavery. It was never about critical race theory. It was always about erasing black excellence, erasing black humanity from the school system. Mm -hmm. And we just cannot let that happen. You cannot coexist with racism and bigotry, Erica. Sorry. Mm-mm. Because it's killing us. And there are too many of us that have already passed away prematurely. And to add to what Greg said just a um, couple moments ago with regard to um, all black schoolhouses, uh, that made me think about my late grandmother, uh, Gussie Glenn. And I remember her talking to us. She was the first college graduate in our family, my, grand my late grandmother. And she would speak with us and talk with us and gave us a real understanding of the importance of education, but the work that she'd done. Um, that she made the sacrifice, she and my grandfather. My grandfather was a Korean War veteran, um, but she taught school, went to school, got her education, got her degree, and she taught school in Thomasville, Georgia. They were living in Albany, but she took some of my aunts and uncles, and she would actually travel to Thomasville, Georgia, to teach. So half of the family was there. 
And what was so impressed in my memory, and I thank God that this is a memory that I have retained, is that she spoke and shared with us that when they actually did home visits, that it was an actual home visit. And she had one student who would always fall asleep in class. And so when she went to the home visit, talked with the mother, she found out that the father had passed away and that he was the oldest child. And so he was getting up at 4 a.m. in the morning and he was chopping wood so that there would be heat in the home. That kind of care. So to make sure that even whatever time that baby got to school, let him sleep because he's been up doing adult work because his father no longer lived and his mother had all of these children to take care of. So there was a community of people doing that. And she also made sure that he got on the lunch count so that he could have lunch that day. My point in saying all of that is that the level of sacrifice that my grandmother, people, and all of our collective families have made, that what Greg said with regard to considering education, going into teaching as an occupation, you know what? That's, that's our responsibility, that those three pieces of legislation that were passed in the 1960s, those are not guarantees. Those were on the backs of people that believed in the better future that they themselves um, did not get to experience some of them. So it is our responsibility, each of our responsibility in the generation when we're seeing wars that are being raged, like Reese laid out about DeSantis's um, Florida, that this part of Florida is known as Lower Alabama, Pensacola, Scambia County. But for us to be very, very clear that because of what we have been benefactors of does not give us the luxury to put our damn feet up and act like we don't have a part in this ongoing war. We have a part in the war. So some people's part of the war will be to go into the education system and show up to make sure that that percentage of students that do have black teachers does go on to not only complete high school, but they hopefully go on to complete college as well. That is, if that's your part in the war, then you have to participate in that because what we're seeing, the rinse and repeat, the hostile group, the hostile folks that want power, they'll dance to your music, but they hate your guts. They're not yes. going to stop doing what they're doing, and they're going to be smiling and laughing at you the whole time. All right, folks, hold tight one second. We come back. I got headlines, and we're going to close the show out showing you how Beto O'Rourke responded to a Governor Greg Abbott heckler. Y'all, Reese j just adores how Beto responded. I'm going to play it for y'all. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Don't forget, please support us in what we do, y'all. Download the app. Download the app. Download the Black Star Network app. Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. And of course, you also please join our Bring the Funk fan club. Uh, guys, uh, look, look, we are doing the work, but it takes money to do the work. It takes money to pay the staff, to pay for the streaming services, you name it. Look, I just told you about the app. That app is $160,000 a year just for that particular app. And so, trust me, your contributions matter. And so we're trying to raise $100,000 this month. 2,000 of our fans give 50 bucks each. That's 100,000. That, folks, we're almost there. That pays for the app for the entire year. That's just one month. So I'm always sharing the information with y'all, being very upfront and honest about what these things cost. Uh, do understand, to launch our 24-hour streaming channel is probably gonna be around $200,000. And so we're working on that right now. Look, that has to be paid, y'all. That's just real. 
You got to pay the people who are working to get the distribution. And so that's what we're all about. And so check in money orders can go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is Roland at RolandSMartin.com. Roland at RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. We'll be right back. When we invest in ourselves, our glow, our vision, our vibe, we all shine. Together, we are Black Beyond Measure. On a next A Balanced Life with me, Dr. Jackie, getting back to normal. Is there such a thing? We're about to send our kids back to school when we literally have more questions than there are answers. What does it mean to have a normalcy? How will our kids respond to it? And how are we going to assist them? What can you do to help your kids feel some sense of emotional stability as they go back into the classroom here on A Balanced Life on the Black Star Network? When we invest in ourselves, we all shine. Together, we are Black Beyond Measure. This is Diala Riddle. What's up, y'all? I'm Will Pack. I'm Chrisette Michelle. Hi, I'm Chaley Rose, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Pull up a chair. Take your seat. The Black Tape with me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network. Every week, we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. On the next Get Wealthy, with me, Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, you see the headlines. All frightening, right? Interest rates are going up. The recession is on the way. The stock market is up and down. But you know what they say. Scared money, don't make money. That's why I'm excited on our next Get Wealthy to have a conversation with someone who has written a new book, Fearless Finances, and she's going to share exactly what you need to do to secure your bag, regardless of the ups and downs of the economy or the stock market. Oftentimes you can start with as little as $5. That's right here, only on Get Wealthy on Black Star Network. What's going on? This is Tobias Trevelyan. Hey, I'm Amber Stevens-West. Yo, what up, y'all? This is Jay Ellis, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. A Michigan judge declared a mistrial after jurors said they were not able to reach a unanimous verdict in a dispute over whether two engineering firms should bear some responsibility for Flint's lead-contaminated water. Uh, uh, Vadina, North America, and Lockwood, Andrews, and Newman, known as Land, were accused of not doing enough to get Flint to treat the highly corrosive water or to urge a return to a regional water supplier. The eight-person jury met for roughly seven days after hearing evidence for months. The jury sent this note to the judge. Further deliberations will only result in stress and anxiety with no unanimous decision without someone having to surrender their honest convictions solely for the purpose of returning a verdict. 
The trial centered on the engineering firms and the effects of lead on four children, not all Flint residents. Folks, the Virginia U.S. Army lieutenant who was pepper sprayed, struck and handcuffed during a traffic stop can move forward with his lawsuit claiming false imprisonment and assault and battery. Now, while Karan Nazario can move to proceed with his lawsuit, U.S. District Judge Roderick Young said federal immunity laws shield the two officers from two things, uh, claiming they violated Nazario's constitutional protections against excessive force and unreasonable seizure, his right to free speech by allegedly threatening him with arrest if he complained about their behavior. Judge Young ruled the officer who initially pulled Nazario over is liable for illegally searching for a gun in the soldier's SUV in violation of the U.S. Constitution and Virginia law. Nazario had a concealed carry permit. In Pennsylvania, a former cop pleads guilty to trafficking fentanyl while armed with a firearm in federal court. Todd Hofflin pled guilty to possession with intent to distribute fentanyl and illegal possession of a firearm. Hoffman was one of four people arrested in a fentanyl distribution ring linked to the Bloods Street Gang in July of 2020. Court documents say Hoffman was arrested after delivering fentanyl to a customer in a parking lot. When he was stopped, he displayed a police badge claiming to be a police officer. Agents allegedly found 50 packets of fentanyl in his car. Hoffman is scheduled to be sentenced on November 1st. All right, folks, uh, let's talk about what took place in Texas. Beto O'Rourke a former U.S. congressman, is running against uh, Republican incumbent Greg Abbott. Beto, of course, he's brought that lead down. Abbott was leading by double digits and now down to uh, less than five points. Uh, O'Rourke has been traveling all across the state, speaking to voters, and, and he really uh, took it up a notch after the Uvalde shooting that left 19 kids dead and two adults. He is, remember, he, remember, he confronted uh, Abbott and the others at that news conference, and he has been very clear on the campaign trail where he stands on this. So, so last night, you had a couple of Abbott people who rolled up to his event. So imagine some MAGA people rolling up to a speech that I gave or to a lecture from Greg, from Greg or to an event Reese or Erica had. And they said something this is how the reaction might go down. I'm gonna make sure that now 11 weeks since we lost 19 kids and their two teachers shot to death with a weapon originally designed for use in combat, legally purchased by an 18 year old who did not try to obtain one when he was 16 or 17, but followed the law that's on the books, ladies and gentlemen that says that you can buy not one, you can buy two or more if you want to, AR-15s, hundreds of rounds of ammunition, and take that weapon that was originally designed for use on the battlefields in Vietnam to penetrate an enemy soldier's helmet at 500 feet and knock him down dead up against kids at five feet. It may be funny to you, motherfucker, but it's not funny to me, okay? Democrats and Republicans, gun owners, non-gun owners alike. 
and make sure that at a minimum, we raise the minimum age of purchase from 18 to 21 for an AR-15, that we have a universal background check for anyone who wants to buy a gun in the state of Texas, and then we have a red flag law. So listen, if you have that firearm, as this young man did, and you are threatening to kill people so bad that his friends, so bad that his friends called him the school shooter before he ever walked into the school and shot anybody. Listen, we've had five of the worst mass shootings in U.S. history in this state in the last five years, just under Greg Abbott. Now, you either accept that we are inherently evil and violent and deadly and love to kill each other and slaughter kids where they sit, or that there is something that you and I can do together, regardless of the differences between us. That's where I am right now. Well, now, Reese, he let it rip. <laughs> well, sometimes you gotta call a motherfucker a motherfucker. Okay, that's just what it is. When people can feel sensitive, but if you feel sensitive, maybe you're the motherfucker, and that's why you <laughs> with the language. But you could also not be the motherfucker. That's a personal choice that people decide to make. Don't shoot the messenger, okay, on that one. But I like Beto. I like his energy. Chad, I don't know what it's gonna take down there in Texas for people to be fed up with being the mass shooter capital of the country. And I will just say this, I'm gonna drop this in my book, The Long and Short of It, Guys, to the 2022 Midterms, The Radical Republicans. I did drop that bit of knowledge about how Texas is the home of the largest, five of the largest mass shootings in the five years, all under Greg Abbott. So they can do something about it. They can do something about it in Texas. I think Beto is an exceptionally strong candidate, and some Democrats across the country could get a little bit more of that Beto, or as some might say, that Reese energy. <laughs> That's right. Erica? <laughs> That's right. That's Reese energy all day long, and it translates across uh, all platforms, so get into it. Um, but I also think that, you know, looking at the crowd, that it was people that looked like the people that were in the crowd that were heckling the folks that were there to disrupt. And there needs to be more of that, and it needs to be mm -hmm. a lot more aggressive, um, especially when you see that people are showing up, don't know if they're, you know, paid actors, um, because they were definitely um, accusing Democrats of, of being that. So don't know if they're paid actors, don't know, you know, if they got a coin or not for showing up, but, like, these people are showing up and disrupting um, a town hall or his uh, a stop on his stump with, with him talking about 19 babies that were slaughtered. Um, so it shows you really kind of the force that all of us collectively are dealing with. So in terms of Beto, I think there's some other candidates uh, that are running that could really engage that Beto energy, meaning they're going out. I'm talking to you, uh, Chris, who's looking to um, try to gain Florida again, but kind of that momentum, that level of energy going out, stomping, and not depending on black and people of color um, to fill in the gaps for the vote. So good for Bago. Hey, Greg, I had no problem when he charged them on that on when they were on that stage in Uvalde, calling them out. They were talking about, oh, you, you stuck. No, th that that is the energy you need. People want to see fighters. 
Uh, and the bottom yep. line, what Greg Abbott has done to my native state uh, is shameful and despicable. Uh, and this is exactly how Beto should be running, calling these people out to their faces and not playing nice. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. I agree with everything, uh, Reese and Erica, that you all have said. Um, you know, we, we want to think that society is organized around law and respect for the law and there are common values and morals, but that's never been true in human history. And it's least true in this funky-ass place, and certainly in a place like Texas that never wanted to be part of the United States, as our brother Gerald Horn has reminds us over and over again, the energy there, organized around hatred, displaces any notion of the law. And you know, I don't even get a chance to talk about that Virginia case, but you know, when you got a federal judge still protecting these paddle rollers with federal, uh, with, with qualified immunity, we have to remember, I'm just reading this new law, law review article out by Alexander Reiner, who's at Cornell this year, uh, usually at uh, Cardozo School of Law, where he says, you know, Section 1983, 18, 1983 in the Civil Rights Act it explicitly said that qualified immunity would not extend. This, this has been basically a uh, judges deciding that they just don't like civil rights laws. And so what we saw there are people who have just decided, damn the law, damn humanity, you know, we don't care. We want power to go to your original point. So when Beto said what he said, we've seen this show before. This is the energy we all have. The only question in this funky ass place is... <laughs> When will you reach your limit? See, mm. Beto O'Rourke is trying to deal with civility. And, you know, as a guy, uh, Alex Zamelin, who has written a book called Against Civility, saying that civility is what allows whiteness to continue. In other words, y'all laughing at babies. Motherfuckers should mm. be the least mm. Excuse mm. me, young boy. I'm getting ready to have you join those children so you can talk to them in the ancestral realm about why you shouldn't have been mm. laughing at them. Because that's going to be the, that laugh is going to be the last expression of breath out of your lungs. You see, mm. most of us won't do that because we'll say, okay, no, we got to be better than that. But the when you finally reach that moment, see, Beto O'Rourke, when he said, motherfucker, he crossed a bridge. You understand? Yeah. And he didn't just cross a bridge there, Reese. Like, when, when, when you. Let us have that language. It empowers some of us who wanted to say that anyway, and you're going to get a few more people mm -hmm. saying it. When Beto O'Rourke says yeah. that, Erica, I suspect you're right, sis, it's going to be some other candidates get their wind out from under them. I ain't never going to cape for Cheney's daughter in Wyoming because mm. it's too much blood on her, her family's hands. However, Period. as she has said, I don't give a damn about this congressional seat. Why? Because she understands the criminal enterprise that has allowed her family to excel is getting ready to end. She's going to risk it all politically. Well, guess what that's doing? That is beginning to embolden some other people. That motherfucker is funny. It's certainly cathartic, but it's also a signal, as we have seen them in previous times in American history, that people have reached a point where these laughing motherfuckers mm. are now going to get got with. And there is there are more of us than there are them, of all colors, of all class, yeah. of all background. And the minute we say, oh, oh, it's on? It's on now. Oh, mm -hmm. let's on, crush freak. their asses. Do you understand? And I right. think that's what we saw. Beto had enough. He got children. You laughing at this shit? You lucky I'll beat your ass in here. Mm. And if you beat your ass, Seriously. he might win the, won the damn election yesterday. <laughs> he might have. That might have been what it takes. No question. Hey, I, yeah, I, I, that's I, a word. I, I, I keep trying. I keep trying to tell people.
uh, bottom line is, when stuff gets serious, man, we ain't got time to be playing these games. And there are folks yeah. who are definitely playing games. They think this is funny. No, ain't no laughing matter when 19 kids are slaughtered and two That's adults. That's right. No, nah, ain't no laughing matter. Uh, Greg, Reese, uh, Eric, I certainly appreciate y'all joining us on today's show, be on the panel. Thank you so very much. Uh, let me thank all of y'all for watching. Uh, the thousands of you are watching on YouTube and Facebook and, of course, the Blackstar Network app and the other platforms. Thank you so very much. Uh, I'm going to keep employing y'all uh, every single day to, to, of course, download our Blackstar Network app. Uh, so we can increase our numbers, so we can keep building and building and building, y'all. This literally is uh, 21st century black-owned media. Uh, there's that mural that's in, that's in my office, hashtag black-owned media matters. Uh, y'all can show it, y'all having a control room uh, where uh, that mural, I put that together uh, to um, salute all the black-owned media outlets that came before us. No, y'all have it on video. You gotta turn, you gotta have it on video. So pull it up. Um, and, um, and so what we are trying to do, folks, uh, is to build something uh, that, again, empowers our people, provides a level of knowledge and expertise. And so that's why we do what we do. Uh, we're not trying to sit here and ask other people opinions to what can we cover, what can we do. Uh, we're about being able to cover our own story in our own unique way, just like the First Nation's first black newspaper, uh, Freedom's Journals, uh, did. when they said we wish to plead our own cause too long have others spoken for us. Uh, and so please download our Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, uh, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. And please support us uh, with your dollars, with your resources. It makes it possible for us to be able, as we're trying to build the advertising base, to be able to pay the bills, be able to uh, make the decision to travel and cover the stores that we know are necessary and important to our people. Uh, Cash App is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. Uh, you can send a check or money order to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037 196. Uh, PayPal's R. Martin Unfiltered. Venmo's RM Unfiltered. Zell is rolling at rollingatsmartin.com. Rolling at rollingatsmartinunfiltered.com. Shout out to Amari Robinson, uh, Deandra Van uh, uh, um, uh Fatima Morgan, Levon White, Leslie Harrell, Vernon Ball, Randall Wilkerson, uh, Carol Long, Karen Waters. Uh, let's see here. Uh, also, um, uh, uh, Nikita Walton, uh, Charlene uh, Johnson, Rudolph Banks, uh, Inix, E-I-N-I-S -E -E Construction, Veronica Robinson. Uh, thank you so uh, very much. Uh, let's see here. There's a couple of more, y'all. Let's see here. Brenda Bruton for an annual membership. Uh, we certainly appreciate that. Uh, and let's see here. Am I missing anyone? Um, uh, that is it while going off. So, folks, again, I appreciate it. Again, y'all, check out money orders to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. The cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollingsmartin.com, rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. Uh, don't forget, folks, you can also pre-order my book, White Fear, How the Browning of, of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds, available on all the platforms. Uh, pre-order right now. What's our target goal? Y'all, we want to we have 25,000 of these uh, pre-ordered. 
when we launch on September 13th. Go to Ben Bella Books, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, Bookshop, Chapters, Books A Million, and Target. Uh, all of these books are available. The books are available uh, for pre-order. So please do so. Tell a friend, tell a church member, fraternity brother, sorority sister, you name it, let's do it. Uh, that's it, folks. I'll see y'all tomorrow right here on the Black Star Network. Holla!